0: Hi, and welcome to episode nine of the Social Skills and Conversation Strategies series. My name is Richard Gray, and I'm happy to have you here, whether you're watching me on the live stream or you're listening on a podcast. And if you are and you're driving, then make sure you're driving safely. I can be quite a distraction. (laughs) All right. So let's get straight into today's episode, which is about something called the Ford Method. Now, what is the Ford Method and what context can we use it in? Well, the Ford Method is best used in a a social situation where you're getting to know people for the first time or you're, you're building on initial meetings. So, the Ford Method is a way of putting different topics and categories into your mind which you can pull out and use to start a new conversation or with a little preparation to respond to questions on those categories. So the Ford method in that sense then is what you'd say is a memory technique. It's called an anacronym, if you're not familiar with the term. Each letter of Ford represents one topic, one category that you can talk about. And that's what we're going to explore, those four topics, and how you put them in your mind to remember them. Now, personally, I'm going to put my cards on the table here and say that I'm not a fan of this memory technique of creating anacronyms because quite often the words, the topics or whatever you're using it for, they can get tortured a little bit in order to fit them into a word such as Ford, for instance. And you're going to see that as we go along. And I'm going to point that out to you when I come to the relevant part. Now, apart from that, I don't believe an acronyms are good, or a good way of remembering something, but that's from a personal perspective, and you might be different. You might find it easy to remember if you've got an acronym. Now, a long time ago, I used to work for a very large company. I was a field engineer, and they loved acronyms. They used acronyms for everything, for safety procedures, for work procedures, everything, and so. Whatever it was you was doing, whether it was getting into a vehicle or stopping a vehicle and getting out, there was an anacronym procedure for it. You would stop, you would put the handbrake on, you'd put the gear into neutral, etc. You'd turn the wheel into the kerb and they created anachronyms out of this so that you could remember the procedure. So I bet if you went to that company and you asked all the engineers, all the thousands of engineers that work for that company, and if they could remember what these acronyms stand for and they actually use them, then I bet you 95% would say, no, I don't remember what this acronym stands for, or I don't use it, I don't think about it. Um, so for that reason, I don't like acronyms. They're not a good way of remembering. However, it is one way of remembering something. So let's, without further prevarication, let's, get straight into the Ford method. So F is the first one and F stands for family which is very reasonable. Family is a great topic or it's a natural topic in a getting to know you context like on a first date. Asking somebody about their family, how many brothers and sisters they've got etc. It's a natural topic to explore when you're getting to know somebody and learn about them and find out if you've got things in common and whether it's going to be worth going on a second date or whether you're just two different people and hey let's just have a great meal if you're in a restaurant and then we'll go our separate ways. So family is a natural topic in this context, another context as well, to explore as a topic. Now if you're a certain person that tends to get anxious in such situations when the Spotlight is on and you, you get that whole brain fog coming in and your mind goes blank. So the purpose of the four method is that you've got these four topics in your mind and you're in that situation and you're panicking. And you're thinking, what well, what can I say? What can I talk about? What topic can I introduce? And your mind has got no responses for you. And then you remember ah, the four method. What did the F stand for? Family. OK, let's, let's ask the other person how many brothers and sisters have you got or what, what are their names? What do they do for a living, etc. And you get into exploring the topic of families. And of course, you've got to be prepared to be asked about your family, too. So that's the F. Now is the O, which stands for occupation. So it's that old question. What do you do for a living? What's your job? And you've got to be a little bit sensitive here if you're the one asking the question, because a lot of people don't like this topic. They don't like talking about the job, perhaps because they're in a job that doesn't fit with their talents or their skill set. And they're just doing the job for whatever reason, whether it's just to pay the bills or because they're studying they're not stuttering, they're studying for another job during the day. And maybe they're doing this during the night to pay their bills and to pay for their college tuition fees. So there's many different contexts that they may be doing a job that they don't enjoy. And they may certainly not want to talk about it. And maybe that's the case for you. I mean, it's certainly been the case for me in the past, to the extent that I've even avoided social situations just in case I get asked that question, which seems to be a very common topic that people naturally like to ask about. What do you do for a living? What do you do? And then you freeze because you've been asked something and you're too polite to say, no, I'm not going to tell you. But at the same time, you don't want to answer the question. So if that's you, then You could say, well, this is what I do for a living. However, I'm only doing it for the moment to pay the bills while I'm studying or while I'm working my way towards this job or this career. And then you could shift their attention onto that future goal, that future career that you're aiming towards and and talk about that instead and why you want to do that job. And, and, And just shift the attention away from the current job. Or you could say, well, I've, I took this job um, to learn, not to earn. Some people do that. Um, the, the, the money they get paid is not so important. But what made me more important is what they can learn from the job. For example, if you want to go into property development, you might take a job as an estate agent or or a gas engineer. Some job that is related property development now you may an estate agent might be the last thing in the world that you want to do. however it would give you good knowledge about the whole industry of property developing and buying properties, going to auctions etc. So you may you may have chosen that job to learn instead of earning. same goes with gas gas engineering that could tell you a lot about a property when you're going to inspect properties or electricity. Or plastering, you know, jobs that give you knowledge about something else that you want to do. So you could introduce that into the topic when you get asked about what you do for a living, if in fact that is true. Or you could shape this whole idea to fit the the job that you're doing. So if you're in a job that you don't like, you could say, well, I took the job to learn this aspect of it so that I can take that learning, that experience into this career that I want to do in the future. So there's a few ideas. If you're in a job that you're not enjoying and you you wouldn't like to talk about, that gives you a few ideas. So think on that and create a little 30 second elevator pitch for yourself and be prepared when you do get asked the question. And of course, remember that it's now one of your topics that you can use to introduce and ask others about. So that's the occupation. Next comes R, which stands for recreation. Now, for me, it wouldn't be more naturally be something that you would ask about a hobby or a passion rather than a recreation. Because for me, recreation brings to mind images of sports, something that you would do as a leisure activity rather than a hobby or a passion. So this is where I think that the the FORD anacronym has been tortured and shaped just a little bit in order to fit a word into the R. So they've used recreation to fit in with the, the whole word. But that's fine. It is Recreation is fine. It fits the category. Um, it fits the topic. And you can easily recall that recreation means hobbies, passions, and that includes sports and whatever they like to do in their spare time. So... For me, that's quite good. That's quite fine. Other anacronyms are not so easy and they, and they do get tortured a lot more to fit a word. But hey, I'm, I'm, I'm getting sidetracked in, in one of my own um, biases here. So let me park that and get straight back into the topic. So R for recreation. So this is a great topic for connecting with people on, because if you ask somebody what their hobby is or what their passion is, and they indeed have a hobby or a passion maybe they enjoy football and you ask them about it and they say god yeah i love football play it on sundays but maybe then they don't give you any more information maybe they're being polite and you're a new person and they're conscious of boring you with something that they're passionate about but you may not be passionate about so often People give you a closed response, just one or two words, and then they wait for an invite for you to ask them more about that topic. And if you're present, if you're actively listening to them, rather than being trapped in your own head and thinking, well, what am I going to say next once they finish talking or once they've responded? How am I going to respond? So they say, oh, I'm really into football. And then you say, Oh, football. Great. Well, I'm into this. And then you've shifted your attention away from them. And you've started talking about yourself. And I see this happening so often in conversations. You ask something of somebody, what's your hobby or passion? And they they say, I'm into football and I love playing Sunday League football. And you say, great. That's great. I love playing football too. And then you start talking about your own football experiences and you've just Stolen the limelight away from them, you've shone the spotlight on them for a moment and then you've taken it away. And maybe they really wanted to talk about it. So, this is where being present comes in and where active listening comes in. If they've given you a response and it, it looks like this might be a, a hot button topic, something that they really are passionate about, and it really is a passionate hobby of theirs, set them free to talk more about it. You've just asked them about it. So use that magic word that we used in the last live stream to help dive for connections. And that word was why, but it can also be how. So they say, football is my passion. And then they don't say anything else. So you prompt them with a why. Why football? Why do you enjoy football? Or how did you get into football in the first place? What is it about football that you enjoy, et cetera? So there's various different angles that you could come at this topic from to help them explore it and give them permission to talk about it. And then when they do talk about it and other information rises to the surface as they give and reveal information about themselves, that's when you start discovering things that you can connect on. You you learn things about them, which may relate to passions and interests in your own life. And now you've found something to connect on. And you've done that because you asked them more and you gave them permission to talk and give more information about themselves. But of course, you've got to be prepared to do the same yourself. So if somebody asks you what your hobbies and passions are, have something prepared, a little 30 second elevator pitch. Oh, my hobbies and my passions are this. And these are the reasons why if you don't have a, a a hobby or a passion i think most people do but some people have not really discovered that talent or that hobby or that passion that really ignites them and allows them to go to a different place to relax in their mind and and just explore a hobby if that's you have a look pa- back through your your own history through your childhood through your school years and look for things that you you enjoyed for a moment in time <clears throat> so typically in school you're doing things that you're forced to do study things that you you're not really interested in like maths geography history etc but you're doing them because you have to do it but then along comes things that nobody is forcing you to get into nobody is forcing you to pursue and and, and learn more about. You're doing it because you're motivated by it, because you enjoy it and something resonates inside you that makes you enjoy this topic. Now, for me, I've got several of these flashpoints in my own past. One was um, fighting fantasy books. Now, I'm going back a long way into my own history. Uh, Maybe even before you were born, um, fighting fantasy books came out and they were a, a version of Dungeons and Dragons before computers and all this. And this is something i got really passionate about. And I wanted to write my own books at the time. But then I moved on from that hobby and that passion and other things took over and life took over. And I forgot about it for a long time. But then as an adult, I came back to the whole idea of writing books and it became a, pop, a, a, a passion and a hobby again in my adult life. So if you don't have those hobbies and passions right now, look back into your own past and remember those things that ignited you for a moment in time in your past and made your soul vibrate, that you maybe forgot about and you moved on from them. Rediscover them and maybe bring them back into the present and relearn them and make them into a hobby. And and maybe that can be your hobby or your passion going forward. At least for a little while so that's the recreation and finally we've got d which stands for dream so dreams and goals which is one of my own personal favorite topics what do you fancy doing in the future where where do you see yourself in three or five years time what's your goals and dreams i love this topic and when i was working for other companies i'm not now i'm self-employed but when i did and i found myself paired up with a new engineer on a job this is something I always got into. It's, it's, an, it's a topic I always introduce to conversation. Do you see yourself long-term with this company or have you got a goal or a dream outside the company where, what do you fancy doing in the future? What, what direction do you fancy going in? Do you fancy, do you see yourself getting promoted in the, in the company or do you fancy opening your own business? What do you fancy doing? And I love to explore this topic with people. And this is how I found connections with people, those particularly that wanted to start their own business in the future, as I did when I was working for a company. I always dreamed of having my own business and I always looked for that in other people so that I could connect with them on that level of dreams and goals. But of course, people's dreams and goals can also be family orientated. Maybe they want to get married and have children. Maybe that's their dream and goal for the future. And they're very happy in the job that they're doing at that moment in time because it gives them an income and it gives them security. And maybe they've got a good job or career and they're happy with that. So also people have dreams, most of us do, but quite often they're vague and they've not really thought them through and really clarified those goals and dreams. Maybe life has taken over and they don't have time for it or it's they feel that it's not really something that's achievable so they've put it to the back of their mind and that dream is now gathering dust and maybe that's the case and maybe you can help them to bring it back out to the surface and you can help them clarify it maybe they want a dog grooming business for instance maybe they're really into animals Maybe they want to be a vet or they just really like dogs and they would like their own business um, as a dog walker or a dog groomer or they'd like to own their own kennels and look after dogs in some capacity. Maybe that's their dream. Maybe you have some related experience or knowledge that you could share with them which would help them to move towards their goal or their dream or to reignite their passion and Help them see that maybe it's not so far out of their reach as they thought it was. So maybe there's a rich vein of conversation to be had here once you really explore the topic. So that's it. In a nutshell, the Ford method. So to to, uh, recap, so you've got F for family, O for occupation, R for recreation, and then D for dreams, dreams and goals. So park that in your memory, the anacronym of FORD. So now when you are in a social context and your mind is going blank, remember the FORD method. Ah, the FORD. Now I can think of a topic to introduce into conversation or to start a conversation with. I am going to ask somebody about their job, what they do for a living or their family. The dreams and goals is maybe not the best conversation opener. Maybe you need to warm the conversation up a little bit to get to that point where you can talk about goals and dreams and and you can start talking about deeper stuff once you've gained a little familiarity with the other person. So that's the Ford Method. And that's, in a nutshell, today's live stream, the Ford Method. So if you enjoyed that and you would like to listen to previous live streams, or you want notifications about what live stream topic is coming next. Or you'd like to explore our workshops, which are essentially conversation strategy accelerators or social skills accelerators. Um, the next one coming out is 10 topics in your pocket, which really takes the Ford method 10 levels up. It's it's one that I've designed myself and would be well worth your while going on that workshop because it really will accelerate your own social skills development if you are on that personal development journey if that's the case go to lifeconfident.com forward slash live stream and you can see this live stream or the next live stream coming up and there's also a form on there which you can sign up to get all the bonuses and all the catalogue of live streams and information relating to future live streams, PDFs that go with live streams, and also information about the conversation super strategy workshops. As I said the next one is 10 topics in your pocket and it is well worth your attention to that topic. And I think that's enough self promotion from me and I'm going to say bye for now and I'm looking forward to seeing you seeing you on the next live stream or or to talking to you on the next uh, podcast. Thanks and